So this is a very special episode because today I am interviewing one of my one-on-one clients, Emily Reamer. And Emily's story is one that I know is going to be a really, like a real gut punch for many of you listening. And I mean gut punch in like a, a good way. But she even gets pretty emotional at one point as she's reliving the moment where everything changed for her. Because um, honestly, it was only a couple of years ago when Emily was an evening television news anchor in a very big top 10 market. And she had spent nearly two decades climbing that ladder to what she described as being her dream job. And in this interview, Emily opens up about how something just didn't feel right and how that feeling would come and go over a few years. But then there was no hiding from it when she was thrust into reporting on the COVID-19 pandemic and how she realized when she was maybe in her dream job, it might not be her dream anymore. And then if that's not her dream anymore, what is her dream? (laughs) These are things that we can all relate to. And she shares her best advice on navigating these seasons of uncertainty that we've all faced. And just this past fall, Emily launched her online health coaching business, and she is doing what I know she was absolutely made to do, which is helping women improve their lives from the inside out through her coaching. And before I forget, because you will want this, I've linked to a free two-minute mindfulness audio recording that Emily has made for you. If you have anxiety, stress during your days, then this very short recording will help you calm your racing mind. So you'll want to click that link in the show notes. Okay, so enough of me talking. Let's dive in to my client spotlight interview with Emily Reamer. Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I am excited too. And I just want to start by saying how excited and grateful I am that you are going to share your personal story with us today. Because this episode is really all about your story, because I know it's one that so many women are going to relate to, honestly. I hope so, right? We can do hard things. Yes. So (laughs) let's go ahead and dive in. Could you start by bringing us back in time a little bit with where you were just several months or not months, years ago, several years ago, where were you? Yeah. So pre-pandemic, right before the world shut down. Um, I was working in Boston as an evening news anchor, TV news anchor, and medical reporter. So my days were kind of split up between um, some days I would, during the day, be at hospitals, meeting with doctors, meeting with patients, doing interviews. And then I would head back to the station and I would be there from like three to seven and I would anchor the evening news, 4 p.m., 5 p.m. And so that was kind of my rhythm um, and my routine. Um, I have three little boys too. I was going to say, you're also mom. Yeah, exactly. Three boys too. So chasing around after them was like, sometimes work was a vacation. Um, So that was sort of pre-pandemic, the routine. And then in March, 2020, when the pandemic hit and everything kind of shut down, things changed in, you know, in some ways, they stayed the same in others. So my station made the decision to have all of us still come into the building um, every day. And I would uh, work from home half the day and all of my interviews were on Zoom now. So I was learning how to like record a Zoom interview and then how do I send the voice for the story back to the editor because I can't see him in person to do it. And so all these things. And then I would come into the station for the second half of the day. I would anchor my shows in the newsroom where they had scaled down the staff dramatically 
So there'd be like me and maybe two other people and my co-anchor who was probably 20 feet across the room. Oh my gosh. And we would be side by side, almost like a Zoom, you know, when someone's right next to you. And that's how we would be anchoring the news. Um, and so it was very different, you know. I mean, we were still telling stories, but it felt scary, you know, initially because um because it was scary, right? We all remember March of 2020. Um, and I think also being the medical reporter for the station, I was deeply immersed in numbers, what we knew, what we didn't, mm. you know, all of these people that were just dying and nobody knew why and couldn't figure it out. Um, and that was, um, it was a lot, um, yeah. to just kind of be day to day living this sort of disaster and talking about it all the time. Yeah. That was Um, your job to talk about it. And yes, it was my job, right. To report on initially, you know, how many people are dying. Yeah. Who is surviving like the few and far between that we, you know, that we didn't know. Um, It was trying to figure out what is happening. Right. And at the same time, so doing that in one silo as like, this is my professional persona. And then my other silo is like, I'm a mom and I'm terrified for my kids and myself and my family. And so trying to navigate and keep separate these silos, like professional, it doesn't bother me, keep a straight face. And then home where I would just kind of cry, (laughs) you know, almost every night because it was just so much. Mm -hmm. And you almost felt so grateful because we were here. so that was that was a pretty a time of um it, it was a pretty challenging time for me to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And I never really thought about it because everyone was so tuned into the news during that season of of life and everyone that's has a camera on them you have to show up a certain way. You don't you don't have yeah. the option. And so that's that takes a toll, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, it did. I think, um, you know, when you, when I had kids, I think is when I first noticed that my ability to separate Mm -hmm. my home and work life, um, that was the first sort of, you know, chink in the armor, you know, like I was very good at separating, like I would talk about like fires and, you know, murders and just horrible things sometimes, but I would leave it at work Mm -hmm. and I would come home and I was someone else, you know? Yes, And so when you have kids, it's hard to do that because you see your family and your kids in these stories. And so probably, you know, five or six years ago is when those first little chinks started to fall out. And I think the pandemic just drove a huge wedge into it and just cracked it open. Yeah. Okay. Um, and there came a point where I just couldn't, I couldn't separate it anymore. So let's go back to those early signs that you noticed, like you said, five, six years ago, where you started to think like, ah, something just isn't working for me right now. Do you remember what kind of thoughts or what kind of feelings you were having early on? I think it felt like, you know, gosh, I have worked almost 20 years. I am at the height of my career. I'm in a top 10 market. I'm like one of the people. I make great money, but why don't I feel right. Or it was like, wait a second. I, this was my dream since I was 16 and I'm living it. And I was like, wait a second. I thought it was going to feel different. 
And so, you know, my contract would come up for renewal and I would struggle with these feelings and I would think, do I want to resign? Do I want to? And there would be this voice that would ask these questions like, maybe there's something else. Like it doesn't feel like we thought it would. But then I would look on paper and say, come on, cut it out. You are, you, you have it all. What is the matter with you? Resign. And I would resign. Yeah. And I think those feelings were always kind of there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was like this weird place to be like full of gratitude and, you know, pride that I had made it. I'd worked hard and I made it. And at the same time, this little voice that was like, this doesn't feel right. Like it doesn't feel right. Yes. And um, it was very hard to listen to that voice. And I ignored it for a really long time because I just couldn't fathom that I, w- I had made a mistake oh, or that yeah. I was wrong, you know, that maybe this wasn't my dream. Um, I just couldn't process that. And I think I, I love that because I think it kind of goes back to identity where mm. for so many years, I mean, you said almost 20 years, yeah, your identity was as a television news anchor and health reporter. So what type of thoughts and fears did you experience when you started exploring possibly changing directions a little bit, pivoting, um, and letting go of that identity, but maybe not really even knowing, well, if I let go, what's my new identity? Totally. Well, first of all, it's super scary. (laughs) So that's normal. Um, strangely, I think the pandemic almost made it easier to ask these questions. So I remember a day where it must've been the fall of 2020 you know, before we kind of knew what was happening and we knew what was working in terms of protection um, and it's just very uncertain. And I remember this one day where I was just sitting there, you know, live and like all of a sudden I just couldn't keep it together anymore. Like I could feel the tears in my eyes like right now. (laughs) I could feel them. And we were in a commercial break and I was biting my lip and I was pinching my hand with my nails to try to stop because I thought I cannot cry. Like I cannot cry. And the director came over the mic and he was like, Hey kid, he's like, kiddo, are you okay out there? And I was like, no, I'm not. And he said, what's wrong? And I said, people need to stop dying. That's what's wrong. And I kind of knew in that moment that I couldn't, I couldn't do this anymore. You know, that like I had worked really hard and I had achieved the dream and I had achieved success, but it wasn't what my heart wanted. And so when that happened, you know, my husband and I started talking about this is not the life we dreamed of. Yeah. And so if we have a chance to do it again, what would it look like? And there was a lot of freedom in that question it was like, if you could do anything, what would you do? And I didn't know what the answer was. <laughs> I yeah. honestly didn't. Um, and there were days when I would think to myself, well, what would I do? I, this is all I've ever known. This is all I've ever known. What would I do? And I've seen other people go into PR or corporate communications or, you know, open their own businesses. And I just, I don't know, maybe I had a lack of confidence in myself for some reason that I could start over. Um, But I knew that what was happening could not continue. And so I was really fortunate that, um, you know, my husband um, has a job where he, his income would be able to support us if I wanted to leave. And he was like, do what you need to do. Um, And my employer was amazing. 
when I shared this with them. Um, I had been, you know, in therapy for a year as well, trying to process just talking about these events and, you know, all of it. And that had been really helpful too, because my therapist said, when you feel uncomfortable, it probably means you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And Marianne, I was so uncomfortable (laughs) and continued to be. (laughs) Um, But the day that I decided I'm not going to do this anymore was the lightest day I have felt in years. And I knew this is it. This is it. And so that wasn't the end of the hard work, but it felt like this is right. Oh, I love, thank you for sharing that with yeah, us. Yeah, sorry. I, <laughs> that no, I love that because I feel as though a lot of people listening right now can relate to whether it's a realization that they need to leave an unhealthy relationship or they need to um, leave an unhealthy job or they need to, something isn't working for them. And it's difficult to really have that perspective as to, okay, well, what is it? But for you, it sounds like it was kind of bubbling up at the surface for a while and you can only like ignore it or shove it down so many times before it just breaks through. And it sounds like you had that kind of, I call it a lightning bolt moment where it's just, it's like the clouds part. And it's like, you know, in your gut, what you need to do. There's no more hemming and hawing and kind of you know, is this right? Should I make a list of pros and cons? It's like, no, this is it. And like you said, you felt so light after. Totally. Totally. Like when you follow your instincts, my mom always used to say, just make a decision. And depending Mm -hmm. on how you feel after the decision, you'll know if it's right or not. Yes. (laughs) You know, so you make a decision, it feels good. And you think, okay, like this is it. And I really believe that when you trust yourself more, you question your decisions less. You may Mm. not know what it's going to look like, but you know, I'm going to figure this out because I've done hard stuff in the past. I can do hard stuff moving forward, but I'm not going to stay with like these golden handcuffs almost. I talked to a lot of my clients are very successful professionally, but it's like that golden handcuffs where they're like, well, it's, do I sacrifice good to go for great? Mm Mm-hmm. It is a golden handcuffs. Yes. I I think that's the exact way to say it because you look around and on paper you have everything, but it doesn't feel right. And you're not sure why. And it's scary, super scary to think about starting over um, and being a beginner at something again. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that. Once you made this decision. So for everyone listening, once you make that decision, you will feel lighter. And then you're kind of like, Oh crap. What, <laughs> what's next? <laughs> so what was, what was that process like to be uncomfortable and figure out what are my options? What do I, what do I want? Yeah. So we, you know, so once we had made that decision and we had made some choices about our family life and what we wanted it to look like, I started thinking about, you know, professionally, what do I want to do? So there was this part of me that said, well, you know, so-and-so did PR, I guess I could do that. Or, you know, she went into corporate communications. Like, it seems like she likes it. I guess I could try that. But I wasn't excited about any of it. And I just thought, if I'm going to go back to do this again, I have to really be into it. So I started thinking, you know, what do I love about my job or, you know, journalism? And I love stories. I love interacting with people. And I loved the medical reporting, like just loved healthcare, 
and well-being and um, the impact it could have on people's lives. So I kind of had done a story about health coaching um, maybe like eight or nine years ago now (laughs) um, with the American Heart Association. And they were matching health coaches with people who had just had cardiac um, surgery to see if it would improve outcomes. And this kind of bubbled up in my mind. I thought, oh my gosh, wait, a health coach? Maybe I could do that. Um, and so we're in North Carolina and Duke is, you know, 30 minutes away and they have a health coaching program. And so it just felt so right. You know, again, when you say it feels right and I thought, oh my gosh, this is it. Um, so I went and got my certification to be a health coach and I thought I'm going to do this. I'm going to start my own business and we'll see how it goes. And, you know, somewhat may. Um, and so I'm doing it imperfectly and mess, very messily. Is that a word? Messy. <laughs> um, but I, I, uh, every day that I work with clients, I just like, it lights me up. I you know, wish, it feels yeah. so good. I'm smiling so big right now. I wish everyone could see Emily right now because if your whole <laughs> body language and your expression and your energy just totally shifted, um, when you talked about when you had this, not like a Eureka moment. You're like, Oh my gosh, I love this. I see everyone else doing that. That looks great for them, but this is what lights me up. Yeah. And you went for it. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, it has been, uh, it's, I mean, there have definitely been moments where I am full of self-doubt, you know, and I still will have dreams about being late you know, for the show or like I'm there and I can't buy my makeup. You know, I have these like dreams about like, where's my IFB? They can't talk to me. Like what's happening? Um, so I think part of me is sort of struggling with letting go of that yeah, and letting go of that like piece of me that was a huge part of my identity for so long. Um, so I try to just remind myself of that, of that, you know, like when I, when I talk to a client, I just feel so good and it makes me better for everyone around me, mm-hmm. which is sort of a, was a, um, kind of a happy surprise, I guess. Yeah. I think, you know, we kind of forget that we can only give when our cup is full, like with the spillover is what we give to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something I think I had forgotten for a long time. So, um, I feel really fortunate, um, and just grateful to have kind of gone through the challenge. Yes. To get to the change. Um, mm-hmm. Well, changing, I guess, because it's still, it's still a process, but it's, uh, yeah, le- leaning into being uncomfortable has probably been like one of the things that I've learned to do the most. I, I love that. And I, I think about when you're talking, I'm thinking about, I think it was last week that you sent me a Voxer and you were talking about the day that you had. And I think you had a discovery call and like maybe you worked with a client and then you did do you remember what something? Message? I feel like yeah, there was one day that it was there was kind of a lot happening, but yeah. it was in the best way. It would just felt like this. You know what it felt like, Marion? It was like this is the life I dreamed of. Yes, it was this combination of like, you know, teaching bar classes, which I love, working with a client, being there to pick up my kids after school, coming home, hanging with them, and it was just this moment of just holy moly. I'm doing it. 
Yes. I think it's what um, you said. I'm doing it. And I, yeah. I feel it's so important to have such gratitude in the journey because it's not about some sort of destination. You know, people throw around money figures on social media. Like I had, you know, like a zillion dollar month and you're like, that's great. But are you, are you enjoying the process? Are you in it with gratitude and awareness? And I feel like you have done a beautiful job with, with that the whole way. Yeah. Thank you. I try. <laughs> no, you do. And I feel like, okay. So you have, you've said so yourself, you've really embraced getting uncomfortable these past mm-hmm. couple of years. Do you have any strategies or, or tips of things that have worked well for you in leaning into the uncomfortable? I think first and foremost is what that, um, what my therapist at the time had said, if you feel uncomfortable, you're probably doing the right thing. That I have come back to over and over on days when I just feel like, what am I doing? You know, I think, okay, wait a second. This actually means this is good. (laughs) Uncomfortable is good. And so that helps me mentally kind of push through. Um, Another thing I will do on days when I do feel just really out of sorts is write down the things I'm grateful for. So take like five minutes, not long. I mean, you know, take five minutes and write down five things I'm grateful for. And these are simple things like hot coffee and no one awake at 6am, you know, or a sunny day and blue skies, very small things or big things like, Hey, I signed a client yesterday. Um, Gratitude has absolutely helped me. And then I think too, also remembering that I'm a beginner again. And remembering what that was like when I first started out in news Mm -hmm. and how I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I, I would carry, I would carry nine volt batteries in my pockets because I kept forgetting that I, the battery would run out and have to redo interviews all the time. (laughs) So I took to carrying nine volts in my pockets. And like years later, I found a nine volt randomly in this jacket. But I thought to myself, like, carry the nine volts, Em, like just, you're a beginner. You got to go back to the beginning and you're going to get there. So that has helped me too, to just be kind to myself when I get really frustrated about something I don't understand or Mm -hmm. something didn't go the way I thought it would. I kind of remind myself like, you just don't know it yet. Yes. Yes. It's not hard. It's new. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It's just Um, new. Yes. Well, this is... Amazing. Emily, do you have any kind of last little words of advice for anyone that's listening right now that feels like that they have that uncomfortable kind of like something's not quite fitting right now and it's bubbling up to the surface? Um, Do you have anything that you'd like to just leave with them? I think um, trust yourself Mm. because that little voice is probably your heart (laughs) telling you the truth. And that's hard when we live in reality and life is messy and humans are messy and we have obligations. You know, we have mortgages and kids and responsibilities. Um, But if you can listen to your heart and maybe just find one way to acknowledge what it's saying, Mm-hmm. So whether it's something telling you that you want to pursue a different career, how could you do that as a hobby for an hour a day? Or how could you 
if you are feeling like you just don't know yourself, right? Like, could you add in 10 minutes of reflection every morning? Um, but do one thing every day that listens to that voice. And I think you will get a better understanding of whether it's telling you the truth. Amazing. Yes. Our intuition is always trying to talk with us and with modern day society and all this social media and everything coming at us, at us, it's really hard to sometimes listen. So I Mm -hmm. love that. Just relax, still the mind and just quiet the noise. Yes. Thank you so much, Emily. And I'm so excited as you've just joined the Income Growth Mastermind. So this is going to be an amazing six months ahead as well. I can't I, wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. I highly endorse Emily. I I honestly can't imagine a better coach, success partner than Emily to help you achieve your health and wellness goals. So I'm linking all of her linky poos in the show notes. So definitely go check her out. Thank you for being here, Emily. Thank you for having me.